my most humble and reverential pranams at the lotus feet of our beloved Bhagwan, elders, fellow devotees, brothers and sisters from Malaysia. Very loving Sairam to each one of you. See, it gives me great joy to be here on this day to share Swami's love, also to witness Swami's love in this beautiful country, Malaysia. This program has been planned for quite some time because of time schedules and I could not make it earlier, but T.G. Kankul has been strongly telling me that I must come out of Prashant Nilayam, meet side devotees in various places. Somehow, Prashant Nilayam is, you know, you have all been there. It requires day-to-day attention and it uses little very little leeway for our time and it has been a very tough seven, eight years after Bhagavan's Mahasamadhi. Now, we felt it is little more convenient for us to come and meet all of you on a regular basis. That's how this trip happened. Every Interaction with the Sai devotees is a miracle. Every interaction with Sai devotee group is a very, very inspiring, very, very sort of self-enlightening experience. I was asking Mahendran, what is that you want me to speak when I come to Malaysia? He said, People would like to hear your experiences, Swami, and what you have grown there. And uh, of course, T.J. Kankal gave a very, and little, I'm feeling a bit shy after your introduction. It's a great, great blessing to be born into a family where Avatar has himself has come. But, a greater joy is that when you are a part of a Sai family, a family which is spread not to a small clan of Ratnakaram, but a family which is spread the entire globe. What a wonderful family. What is the relation we have here? None of us are uncles and none of us are brothers unless we call them just like that, but otherwise we are not anyway related in the very strict sense of physical sense, whether we are into a family. But we are a much stronger than bondage we share than regular simple families. Why? Because we, we recognize that we are connected by the spirit, not by just the blood drops. This Sai family, which is spread Many times it is overwhelming for me whenever I think 
that we have so many members in our family. It's a great, great feeling of joy and uh, what's that? It's a great blessing when I get to invite from so many countries to visit them. To know that there are people in hundred countries to receive you itself is, is not a is something to be bestowed. You cannot achieve in a lifetime. It cannot be. It is just Swami's blessings and Swami's love that we have that kind of a wonderful family. Because it is Swami's spirit in each one of us is connecting all of us. Otherwise, there is nothing common here. The only common factor is Bhagavan Shri Satya Sai Baba. The only connecting DNA is Sai Ram. There is nothing else. The common DNA in each one of us, if we see, the only common DNA is Sai Ram, nothing else. That is what is creating this bond. And this bond is forever and ever. It is, it will stay that way because spirit is eternal. Physical bodies disappear, even avatars come and they disappear. But the spirit of God is eternal and that bondage is the true bondage. That's why we can share so much of love, so much of solidarity, so much of unison. That's the reason. The Sai mission is more relevant for current times than ever. Anyway, saying that people wanted to hear how being in Swami's presence, being growing up in His under divine guidance and under His direct vision. It's a lovely, as a introduction said, it's a, a small little tiny village. Somewhere deep South India, very, very normal, humble family. And Baba comes out and says, I have come for the humanity, I have not come for a small family. In 1940, when he declared, perhaps people would not have believed anything. People would have thought something is wrong with him, we need to take him to a doctor or something. It's impossible for people to fathom because a small hamlet of 50 or 60 households literally beyond civilization, disconnected by any modes of transport, not even a road, the closest place where you can get a transport, a bus is 25 kilometers away, a trek which will take almost a day for you for that 25 kilometers. And uh, you know which year uh, Puttaparthi had an electricity? 1964. So, this kind of very, very remote place, why did God choose to be there? Why did Avatar decide to come there? This is uh, something only Swami has answered it over a period of time. He could have chosen something like Kuala Lumpur or New York City or Bombay, Delhi because it would have been easy for him to communicate and for people to reach. But he chose a place where it is difficult for people to reach. Very, very difficult even to go there and stay there. 
you know, in very initial days, people have come and stayed under trees. And uh, there are no bathrooms, no toilets, and you know, you have to, it is a nature cure. You have to, you are doing everything in the nature, you are part of the nature. So, why did you go there? It could have been any, any wonderful city where everything bustling and he could have done much more. That is what people thought, but he had his own plan. Normally, everything is given in a platter. It's very difficult for us to appreciate it. To reach God, it is you need to work hard. It's not so easy. That's why I think he chose a place where you better come walking little distance, come by bullock cart some distance, stay under a tree, see what it is. Today, if everybody, the millions of devotees who enjoy Prashanti Nilaya, because I think it was a bit kept a little away from normal reach so that you have a travel which you need to undertake to reach God. Literally, that is the truth, but figuratively, or we think about it, the travel to God is not an easy path. You have to work for it. You have to work for it. It is not given just like that. Swami has said, I can confer the wealth of the world to you just like that. I can give you anything you ask, but you want a spiritual progress, you have to work for it. You need to work for it. It is not just given like that. Because God has come down only for human transformation. There is no other work for one day it so happened. I may be not in a sequence, but I will share some of my whatever comes to me. One day, Swami was uh, ready to come for darshan. He was not keeping well. He had high temperature, 103 temperature. So I was standing near the door before coming out just to open the door. Somehow I stood there and there. I was watching him and uh, sort of signaling, saying that you can delay going out because he had little temperature. Then uh, he was looking at the door, he was not talking, but he was looking at the door that I should be opening. So I knelt before him and said, you can delay going because Swami is not keeping well, he is having temperature. You won't believe what Swami said at that time. He said, if I don't meet devotees, I have no work here. I have no work if I don't go and meet them. Why do you stop it? I did not even think, I just opened because after hearing that, he said, Bhaktu That is exactly what he said. What work I have here if I don't go and see them? If I am not with the devotees, what work? He is such a loving Lord. He had 103 fever that day and he said, this is the love that he has for him. Without them, I have no work here. So, he is someone, right from the day he declared, 
that I have come for humanity. Till 2011, every word he spoke for us, every step he took is for us, every act he did is just for us. A most selfless being ever, ever you can witness on this planet, it is Bhagawan Sri Satya He walked for us, he spoke for us, he ate with us, every bit of activity. Because he came out for darshan. Who was happy when he came out for darshan? It is he or we. We wanted darshan. It is we we wanted. We were thronging, we were praying, Swami come. Some days went towards the 2000, after 5, 6, 7, some of them would have said, Swami is not coming, we are praying. Swami, please come, please come, please come. Because we wanted to see him. We wanted to feel him. We wanted to feel the joy. So we were asking for his darshan. When he took a letter from us, who felt happy? It is we who felt happy. When he had a word with us, who was joyfully jumping? It is we who were joyful. If he called us for an interview, we are over the moon. Who was very happy and over the moon? It is we who were happy. Many times you would say, every day, day in and day out, morning, evening, morning, evening, we all want him. One day it so happened. Some devotees were sitting in the interview room. So one gentleman was taking leave of Swami. He said, Swami, tomorrow is my birthday. So he said, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. After one hour of the presence, then he went to the door, then suddenly he remembered and came back and told Swami, Swami, day after tomorrow, my son's wedding anniversary. Swami said, Manjiji, very good. We'll see day after tomorrow. Then he just went, again he remembered something. He said, Swami, I can I bring along with my grandchildren, grandson also, he needs uh, Achara Vesan. That is, you know, when first time they write. Swami said, okay. Then he went away. Then Swami commented, he said, even God comes and I live another 500 years, this is what you are going to ask me. <laughs> Marriage anniversary, birthday, you do Annaprasana, even another 500 years, this is what you are all going to have. Take, it's a great, great remark which we all should understand, that we should ask for Him. These things will go on and on and on. It is not going to make any difference to anybody, not to the person. We are leaving, we are forgetting the very presence of God. And we are just asking for tinsel. Swami would say, you go to Kalpavruksham and ask for coffee powder. You have the all fulfilling, anything He can grant, but we are asking for tinsel. We are asking for, that is the reason why He has come to awaken us. He said, I am God and you are God. Only difference is, I know it and you do not know it. He never said you are not God and so you have to become God, I will convert you into God. No. He said I am God, you are also God. The only difference is I know it and you do not know it and I have come to teach you that wonderful truth. 
And he has done it every second of his life. He has spent on earthly sojourn every minute of it. Every minute. His love is unfathomable. You can't imagine. Imagine. Many a time, many a time I would. Lot of people ask me, how is Swami once he is inside his private chambers? Believe it or not, Swami is Swami, whether he is in bedroom, whether he is in drawing room, whether he is in dining hall or he is in darshan hall. There is nothing that he, the moment he goes inside his Hijuru uh, Mandir or his private chamber, there are no bars which are lowered. Swami is Swami all the time. He is that. You can't expect him that he will wear a hat here, something and... No, no, very, very, very uh, clearly. People, lot of them have asked me again and again in various places. So, he is that... Because what he told, what he said at the age of 15, he continued to say at the age of 85. Is that only a, a person of that conviction? If he is not that, you cannot con uh, convey the same thing so consistently. If he says, I am the avatar, I am the God, I have come to give you, what is said at the age of 15, he continued to take till the 85. If you just pick up something and you want to repeat it, you can never do so long. It's not possible. Somewhere you will slip around. But whenever, I tell you one, one small incident which happened, we had a long travel. And uh, we reached to Prashantinidim around 9, 9 o'clock in the night. So, 9.30 or so, he was getting into his bedroom for the rest, night rest. So, myself and one more uh, gentleman, one more Swami's devotee was with me and we were together. So, he remarked, Swami, you must be a long journey, you must be very tired, please take rest. Immediately what Swami said, Imagine it is not a public consumption, it is not a public speech where he is talking about anything. The moment in a very private chambers, very few of us who are his own children, we are there. When he said, Swami came there, he said, the body is tired, I am not tired, I am okay. This is the, the reaction of Swami at the eight, at the eight, in the 9.30 p.m. In his private chambers, the children, we are only two of us were there. He said, what rest you are talking about only? This body is really, must be tired. But I am fresh, I am fine. This is how he converses. So, he is all the time Swami. He's, there is no 24 by 7 God is always there. The presence of Swami is always there. That's why we need to be on the tender hooks when we are with him. It is his awareness. Is the wisdom is every bit of it. I'll tell you what one day happened. We were doing a little parseva with him. Parseva, you know what is parseva? Is just when we sit around him in the chair, when he saw me seated in the chair, just press his feet gently, just so we have that opportunity, just to press his. Some of you must have had that opportunity or blessing. So he called the you know, you people would have known uh, a gentleman called Chirindiram, a short man who used to be with Swami. He said, uh, see the, there were some bales of cloth which was in the next building of uh, Mandir. He said, uh, just go and get one bale of cloth, just so that we will 
give a tailor and get it stitched for the children. Get an one, I want to see that. So this gentleman went there, he's a short statured man. And there are electrical switches in that it's a it's a closed room, very dark, and it's a electrical switches are there. And all these cloth bales are piled up onto that against that wall, and he's not able to see anything it looks like that. And he's trying to climb and switch on the uh, light there. And he is not able to do that. He slips back. I think he is slipping back. That is what he could guess at. What happened? Swami is in the other building and we are doing Parseva. Suddenly he just closes his eyes. He says, that guy is sleeping and not able to uh, switch on the light. Go and switch on the light. Imagine that the other building. And this man is not able to reach the switch light. And he says this, uh, hey, he go there and he's, I think he's having a problem in switching on the light. And he's here reading a letter. We are doing Parseva, he's reading a letter. How many things uh, somebody is doing this? It's, it's uh, unfathomable. How? It looks very normal thing. But one of our uh, brothers went and uh, then he said uh, that uh, Chirindra was quite surprised that Swami told that he is not able to reach. Actually, he was not. He was just standing. He didn't know how to switch on the light because he's not able to reach the light. And Swami in other building, and he is chatting, he is reading some letters and talking. Suddenly, he says, Go. And Chirajiro is completely sort of, you know, uh, very, very surprised. And, uh, but that's how he is. If he knows what is happening here, he knows in the entire universe as much as he knows what happens in the next room. And let me tell you more so, he knows everything that happens inside. Happens in each one of us. Happens in each one of us. Because when we go to a temple, what do we do? We travel all the way for Darshan and we all the way go to Sanctum Sanctorum. What do we do? We close our eyes and pray. And Swami is very clearly said, why do you close your eyes? Because God is not outside. God is inside. That's why we close our eyes after doing all the way. We go to maybe, what's the more? Here the big lines will be there. Like Swami would say, you go to Balaji, you go to some Murugan temple. You go all the way and when you go into the sanctum center, what are you doing? You are closing your eyes. Why do you go for darshan and close your eyes? It's a very contradictory thing we do. But it is not that. Truly we, we unconsciously, subconsciously we do certain acts. That's why we close our eyes because God is within. And we say our prayers where? Where do we say our prayers? We say very silently. Nobody can listen. How, how we are not putting a mic and saying uh, loudly into the mic, Swami, this is what I want. But we are silently telling inside a prayer. Who listens to that? How do you assure that it is being listened? And we say, Swami has answered our prayer. How did He listen if we have prayed inside? Because He is here, not anywhere else. Within, God is within. If He is able to hear your prayer, what you say inside your recess of your heart, that means where is he? He is within. He is deep in our hearts. That means God resides not only every, not only human beings, every living being, every atom of the universe is permeated, permeated by God. 
and he is very loving, he is very patient, he is very, 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 he waits for us. One day, we were, I had an opportunity, great blessing of going with him and traveling. The, some of the students were uh, traveling in a bus and uh, for some reason, maybe the beating was not very uh, firm. So the windshield, uh, because of the travel and the bumps and uh, because of the jerks in the travel, the beading gave away and the windshield broke. So completely it is, uh, you know, it, it got scattered and it got little. So windshield had broken and Swami was ahead. We went to somewhere near Coimbatore and uh, informed that the bus which is we are 15, 15, 16 of us were there in the bus, mentioned that it is broken. So I said they go to uh, repair shop, get it fixed up, then we will go again. Then we got it fixed, again we reached and Swami in the evening he said let us have early dinner. We will go up to the Uti, which is a hill. So we all had but Swami, you know, in his uh, very, he is very, very, very uh, what say, meticulous about everything what he does. Very simple things, very small things he gives attention. Very, very unusual. People do not know about this, but Baba gives, you know, he, he, nothing is left for a chance. Everything minutely he sees. If a guest is coming, you know what all questions he will ask if uh, we, we go and stand in front of him in front of the administration side anybody comes if some very important guest is coming and where he is very very keen that they should be taken care you won't believe what all questions he will ask he says did you check up the towel in the room did the towel is stained or is it clean he will say did you flush because sometimes flush may not be working he should not be there he will ask this he will say did you put water and see whether uh, trap, the water is flowing clear, freely or it is getting locked. That much he would ask every small detail. You, it's working with him is not that simple. Because he will be like at night, he will go retire to the bed. And morning first thing he will ask what happened. What is it? As if night some progress would have happened. Means so like you know, he's a person, he's that's how every project has taken place in Prashanti Nilayam, whatever. If you see Swami's life, what he has built, we cannot build in 800 years what he has done in 80 years. Believe me, it is not, it is not possible to plan, to do so much of work. It is, what say, it cannot be done. It's impossible, you can say. Because how much of mandirs, how many institutions, from where he has to do this? It is impossible for normal people to do it. But a project is taken, it is like he breathes the project, he eats the project, he thinks the project. It is completely like, you know, complete focus. If there is a, a particular project is taken, say for example, is building uh, indoor stadium. Four months, can you ever imagine one of the very large indoor stadiums in the country is built in 126 days? Nobody will believe this because he does that way. Because right from the ground cleaning 
126 days he completes, he makes sure a, a, a project like the indoor stadium is completed. It has got a 4000 seating capacity. How he does? He just get once he has decided that it has to be done. Believe it or not, whatever you go and tell any other subject, he will listen. But finally he will come back to what happened in indoor stadium, how is the work is going on. Anybody, anybody can see, you can't, it is like that four months it is complete focus of only that project, it just is, Sankalpa makes it happen. People get so much of energy that you know, people will do things which they can never imagine that they ever can achieve such things. So much of work happens. He goes, he goes and meets the workers. Can you imagine that he is the topmost, he goes and interacts with the normal workers who are doing the work there. You wonder why he is doing it. Believe it or not, when he goes there, so much energy. The moment that guy, Swami, sometimes he goes and takes the fruits and gives it to all the people there. This is, it is not required for Swami to come every day to see it like this. We may, some people may think like that. But the moment he goes there, so much of energy is transmitted to them that they do Three people's work, one fellow will be doing three people's work. That's how the work gets done. The amount of energy. The, one of the largest indoor stadiums in between 126 days and uh, President Abdul Kalam inaugurated that. Saying this is only a possible only by Swami, nobody else. A scientist like that, he, he claims that is only a Swami who can do this. So that kind of uh, commitment, that kind of what say? A direction which he gives nobody. That's how this mission has grown. Not only into the how he has grown into the into entire world it has spread. I often I would like to quote this because Swami was born in a, a country which was ruled by British. When Swami was born, it was uh, you know there was the rule of British in India. Even when he declared I have come for humanity, it was the uh, British were ruling the country. And often it is read and in the books it is quoted that sun never set in British Empire. But today British has got confined to only a small UK, a small place. But if there is anybody can say sun never sets in their kingdom, it is Satyasai spiritual kingdom where sun never sets. In Satyasai spiritual empire, sun never sets. It is spread every nook and corner of this globe. Every nook and corner of this globe. I had a great blessing of visiting Nepal just recently. What devotion is very humbling, very, very humbling. I haven't seen such wonderful mandirs even in India. So much of love, ordinary people. See, that is what the grace of God, ordinary people will do extraordinary works. If really big people do big works, it doesn't make any sense. Only ordinary people, God, that's why he chose a very ordinary place then. He did not choose the big cities, he, because he chose a small place. Today, from there, it has spread to the entire, entire globe. And many a time, many a time, we would, we have an interaction with Swami when we go and 
pray to him, say, there, are, there was one occasion, is how simple Swami deals with things, how profound he talks about everything. One day, there was some small news item, and uh, I happened to read it out for him, and uh, I said, Swami, there is something should be also, I won't say counter it, I said, we will also give the correct information for this. He said, don't do it, just leave it like that. Because if we say something, then they will say, you say something, they will say something else. 2 plus 2, 4 apart, just leave it like that, then it's okay. And I said, Swami, why should we keep quiet? It is very difficult. And very smilingly, he gave a beautiful He said, you go and stand at the bank of a river. The river is flowing, you go and stand there on the bank of a river. It's just flowing without any there's nothing, just a, a, a flat surface and it is flowing. You will see for two minutes, three minutes, five minutes or ten minutes, then you will get bored, you will come on it. But same river, when it, there is a gorge, there is a fall, there is a turn, there is a bend, there is a huge boulder against which it hits, then it splashes the water. How much beautiful it looks. He says, this all the obstacles in life, are created to create beauty to the life. It is not created, otherwise life will be boring. If we, everything is, uh, after that we will feel boring. Little bit of, we should have all the mixture of everything. We should have a fall, we should have a bend, we should splash little water, we should do. And Swami very concludingly, he said very beautifully, he said, your speed increases with all the bends and uh, slowly, it's just on a flat surface, it is going in the same speed. But when it is doing all these uh, bends and uh, going up and down and going. Your your speed increases to reach the destination of ocean. The river is going towards the ocean. It is, the speed increases. It doesn't. So how profound each time he speaks, each time he talked. I was talking about this uh, uh, bus. You know that uh, windshield broken. Then in the Coimbatore we reach very surprisingly. Very surprisingly, evening he said, we are late dinner, we will go. Then he says, all of us will go in different cars because this bus may take some time. So from Coimbatore is around 60 kilometers booty, but generally it takes 2-3 hours to drive. We are going. He said, small, small cars, we better go, not go in a bus, bus let it come slowly. And he assigned us few of us some duty, he said, come in the car with some luggage and some sarees and all that he kept. He said, you come little slowly, collect all these things and come. So around 9.30 in the night, we collected uh, whatever material was there and we were going up from a place to a hill station. Around 11, 11.30 in the night, suddenly the car stops and there is some fire coming in the bonnet and it got heated up and some fire started and it's chill outside. It's a hill station and it's raining. We are four of us and it's pitch dark. So we can't even get out because it's uh, raining and we are seated inside. But uh, there's a smoke in the bonnet, so we are not sure if something can go wrong. So we were a little worried, but then we put on some uh, muffler and got out. 
and no way connectivity. There's no way you can connect anybody, contact anybody because mobiles were not uh, there those days. And also in a forest area, uh, not very connectivity is not there. In oh, half an hour, it so happened we find some lights. Every light, whatever going there, we are trying to stop a vehicle. But people don't stop in the night. You know, they are just there also on their own way. Suddenly we watched. A person, uh, there is a bus coming and uh, the person is completely covered himself uh, in, a, in a cloth. Only eyes can be seen, completely covered, the driver. But it is, it is we could recognize it is a bus belongs to Satisai Central Trust. It is a bus which we were traveling. It got repaired and it was supposed to come. The moment uh, we saw it is again the windshield is broken, the driver is not able to because of the cold. He has put a lot of rugs and all that and he has, he has like sort of uh, you know put all the cloth around to ward off the cloth, the cold. And he is coming and he saw us, three, four of us and uh, we stopped, stopped. Then he said, sir, kya uh, Then we said, the car has run. We shifted all the luggage into our bus and we are traveling. It's very cold in the night. So all of us were hiding under the seats. Because it is coming in, you know, so it's like it, all the fog is coming in. So around 1.30, 1.45 we reached Uti. Then we have to get into Mandir at 1.45. You know, once in 9 o'clock, 9, 9.30, Prashant, how it's a pin drop silence. Everything, like that's the way Swami's routine is. Wherever Swami is to be there, completely give you like a divine, that, that entire atmosphere is just, you feel completely charged and there is a deep silence which which permeates all those places. So, 1.45 a.m. we reached and of course we are all tired, we took some luggage, so we are just getting into Mandir. As I approached the Mandir, very familiar voice, hey Ratnakar. Very familiar voice at 1.43 a.m. I looked around. He said, look up. Then I looked up, Swami is in the window, waiting at 1.45, because he knew we are not come. At 1.45 a.m. he is waiting near the window. As soon as he saw, he just said, hey Ratanakar. I, I, because voice is very familiar, but never expected that Swami will be waiting there at the window. I looked and he said, Akran, look up. So when I looked up, it is Swami who is standing here and he has instructed them that uh, boys will be tired and they give them nice food. So you know, once Swami has instructed nice food, means they have really given full course meal there at 1.45 am. And we can't eat, we have already had early dinner, but they say no, it has to be eaten now, Swami's instruction at 1.45 am. That apart, what I am saying is, even today, our own mothers won't wait for us even at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at home. They say this fellow will come and sometime will come, he will go to sleep, he will go to his room. At 1.45 am, he was just standing near the window watching for us. The incident which is, why I am recollecting is, God is always waiting for us. It is not just that particular instant. He is waiting for us to return to Him. He is always waiting 
at his doorstep looking for us when we are coming back. That is the message which I think we all should know about this incident. He is waiting, he is waiting for us to arrive. He is waiting for us to reach safely so that he can take us inside. That is the way Swami's love is all about. Every minute he travels for us, every second, every second, believe it or not, every second his heart throbbed for his devotees. Right from the age of 14 till 85, every minute, every second he spent on this planet was spent for the people, spent for the devotees. And so many beautiful things he has Yes, yes. In 1991, he said, like, uh, you have always been in the bhajans and you are doing bhajan. You should know a little bit of uh, world and how it works, what it does. So, he said, go and join some job and uh, he only fixed everything. Very, very uh, beautifully on that particular day on July 11th, 2000. 1991, he said, you go and join some jobs so that you learn. I refused. I said, Swami, I am not going to go for any job. He said, no, no, you go because you don't know how world works. You should not learn all the ways of working. I refused. I said, Swami, no, no, I won't leave your lot of sweet. I am not going to leave from here and go. He said, uh, he explained, we were talking almost for quite some time. Then he was a bit firm and said, you better go. And I said, now it is getting a little serious. So I said, okay Swami, I will take leave and I will go. Then when he said, you go, on that day he said, no, no, I am. And he went outside and everybody in Darshan line, I am going to Brindavan, I have Whitefield. Suddenly he had just come from Whitefield. He said, I am going to Whitefield. And somebody asked Swami, only one week back you have come from there after summer. Again, you are so soon, you are going, what happened? No, no, some, uh, I have to select some saris for birthday, so I have to go. Actually, it is not so. He had told me, I will take you with me to, uh, for when I am going for job. He personally came to drop me for that. One day, morning he came and came back and healed me. So he took me that day and uh, when evening around 4.35 o'clock he said you go back to city now because morning traveling from here it will be difficult, difficult to go on time. So by 9 o'clock we should be there the first day of my job so he said you go in the evening. So I went to touch his feet and uh, he was crying actually. I knelt down before him and I touched his feet. And he was also very emotional. He said, Kale, I, I, my blessings are with you. All that he was saying, but I was reluctantly going. But he had firmly instructed that I must go. You must learn everything. So when I touched his feet, and I didn't want to see his back, he was going to his bedroom. I didn't want to see his back going to his room. I was closing my eyes and kneeling down because I can hear the moment he closes the door. You know, when he pulls the door, you get some sound comes, so I can get up and come. So I was just kneeling down, waiting for him to close the door, so that I can hear and then come out. It was not happening, 
it takes hardly from the place where uh, I took Namaskar to go to Zoom, it takes 15 seconds, not less than 15 seconds, just across. It is not happening. So I opened my eyes slowly. I was kneeling down and closed like that, sitting here with my hand bent. I opened my eyes, then I see uh, Swami's feet and red robe. I said, my God. Then uh, I looked up and he's standing right in front of me, just watching me like this. I looked up, of course, the tears were rolling like this, I looked up. Then he very lovingly, he looked at me and said, you are going, but I tell you one thing, you always remember. Then he said, you are going to the world, but one thing you always remember as my, my instruction. Never do a thing by doing which you cannot respect yourself. Never do a thing by doing which you cannot respect yourself. That has been a preamble for my life. That is, I can still hear him saying this. Such a profoundly, a young man, he said, don't do anything which, which yourself will fall in your own eyes in the, when we have to think. So, for how much each one is being nurtured, how much each one is being, uh, what say, being chiseled, has been carved, each one of us has been carved for some purpose. And every time there is a message of Bhagavan, every time so much of love. And believe me, he is very tough master, very tough master. He is not easy. To deal and be with him is not so easy. In the sense that you have to be like him only. He doesn't like anything what is not like him. Because he wants each one of us to be like him. He doesn't, there is no scope for, uh, of course he is a, a loving master, he forgives everybody, but he expects the highest standards. There are times when, you know, the simplest punishment, you know what he gives? <laughs> Maybe some of the elders may be knowing. The simplest punishment, what he does, you know, what he gives? Silence. He becomes Dakshinamurti, suddenly he becomes, only in silence he will teach you. He will not, you will be an energy blank. You may be sitting with him having dinner, having lunch, it is no, no big deal. You are an energy blank. Completely you will be ignored. One day it so happened, uh, no, he called for me and uh, I did not, I was not present that time for some reason which again some, some work. So he came out and asked, hey, where is Ratnakar? I was, unfortunately for me, I was not there, but I had gone on some work, but not expected. Six months it took me back. Six months it took me back to back to again you know, speak to or to come and have interaction with him. Six months it took, he just doesn't, he won't budge. He says, I was and you are not there. How come? And, and that six months you will grow, and believe me, you will grow more closer to him because that pangs of separation. You will love. In fact, when we look back, many times I cherish those six months. Not that I want those repeatedly, but we cherish it because that's the time when you're always thinking about him. Always. And he does it very, very strongly. Means I'm just sharing with you because how an avatar, we are being with an avatar, somebody who behaves completely like a human being, but he is all the time God. You need to constantly remind 
Swami is God, Swami is God, Swami is God. Otherwise, it's very easy, very easy to uh, forget. Because every time his dealing is like that. Swami's dealing is like, he will ask you, what is your age four times in a day. You will think morning only I told him, he doesn't remember. But he is not doing it because he, he does not remember your age nor uh, your... Uh, uh, he is forgetting what he has asked in the morning, no. He is only giving an opportunity every time he talks to you, say something to you. You will feel happy Swami has spoken so many times. And, but he, you can get carried away by the way he, he deals with everybody. Because he is very, very much like human beings, which he deals every day. He eats normal like us. He, talks like that, he jokes like that, he, is, he shows concern like us, everything, I tell you what happened. When my 2003, Swami had a fall in Vrindavan, he has to undergo surgery, that's how we have seen Swami getting onto the chair. So it so happened, the second time he had a fall, then again, when I was in Bangalore, my father called me in the morning, around 7.45, 8 o'clock, he said, there's some problem here, Swami has had some issue, you come. I was not expecting because the previous day only I had come from Puttaparthi, so I said, maybe my father, uh, I don't know, I was just, I thought I was having uh, some coffee there, tea there. I was alone because my wife and kid was there in Budapurthi. So we had gone for Ganesh Chaturthi. So it's, when he called me, I was having and I was reading newspaper. I took it easy, but immediately, in the next 10 minutes again he called me. He said, what the hell are you doing? Still you are there. In 10 minutes. I thought something is wrong, it's very serious. And I left everything there, just took little money for my fuel and to Potabarthi. You won't believe how things unfold in life. I could open my house only after one and a half year. Just I walked away. It took me one and a half year to go back and reopen my house. It's, it's un, things will, you know, how it happens, what happens is not in our control. Like T.J. and Kul say, when we are come unto this, the exit. Both are fixed actually, which we are not knowing it. We should always look, grow closer to God. Anyway, I'll just tell you this, what happened. How Swami lovingly prepares you for anything, for everything. He's the master. When I came there, my father asked me, I came back and said, they said Swami had a fall and again Swami had a issue. But when I saw Swami, Swami was little, okay, he was, then he came for darshan in the evening in a, a, a small buggy, small battery car. So few days after that, suddenly one night, my mother woke me up and said, your father is not keeping you. I went and saw it was very cold, I knew something is wrong. So drove him to super specialty hospital, they said he has a heart attack. So we admitted him and uh, morning around 8 o'clock I went to Swami's room and uh, by then they had informed, informed Swami. So 8 o'clock I saw him in the morning, first thing 
I went and touched his feet and said, before I wanted to tell him that, yes, I am talking about my father, but about Swami Sankar brother, his own brother. So I went to tell him, then he looked at me very, very, very deeply and said, what to do that? His lungs are tired. This is the first sentence he is saying. His lungs are tired. Means it hit me so much because being with him, being uh, Swami's presence, being grown with him, how he talks, we know how very cryptically he will talk. Somebody, I remember somebody came and said, Swami, you know, leukemia is blood cancer. Somebody had some issue, they said, please cure this is a young lady, she has a problem. Some, I heard this from a very, very close friend of mine who was studying with me, who was sitting next to and he represented to Swami. You know what Swami said? Don't worry, I will give you blood. Three days she died. Actually, very then they were called for interview, they were saying, Swami, you said that you will give new blood. You are going to, we thought you would cure her, but she died. But Swami said, yes, I am going to give her new blood. She is coming back and she will have a proper blood. We can't understand what Swami said. So, so when we, all knowing all this, being grown with Him, He told me first sentence is, his lungs are tired. Yes, I knew it, something is wrong. He was heart and a very, very healthy man. First sentence is, is he says his lungs are tired. Then somewhere a doubt started in me that Swami is signaling something. I said, okay, then that's all. That one sentence is over. He has, he has told you something, he has prepared you. But after that, he said, call the doctors, show them, get the experts. All that he was normally he was going through that. Then there was an expert called from America and he came and he saw him and he was treating him. He came and told me, Ratnakar will discharge him in two days. He is absolutely fine, he is rocking, all that, you know, American style. He said, yes, he can fly, all that. So I told Swami, how is he? I said, Swami, he can get discharged in a day or two. And again, very cryptically, he says, how But it's okay, but when, when is it he is getting discharged? I said, in two days time, doctor said, he said, but whenever he is discharging, tell me before that. I will send a big vehicle because he cannot come sitting, he needs to come lying down. Again, very cryptically, it hurt, it hit me so much. He said, why? When he is discharged, he can come in normal car. Why? He is saying, he specifically said, I will send a big vehicle, he has to come lying down. In two days time, Again, he developed some complications and uh, the same doctor who said we can fly, he said it's difficult, looks very difficult. So of course, on a, two, three days after that, almost 25 days he was in the hospital. After I, uh, Swami said he has to come in exactly four days, my father expired. And very to the letter of what he said, Swami, asked, Swami sent his uh, very big ambulance and uh, we have to bring his uh, mortal remains. He was lying down. I was when I was carrying him in the mobile. The, I just he was recollecting how Swami was saying that I will send a vehicle and he has to come lying down. I was sitting with him. I was just it was ringing in my. But very very uniquely the way Swami prepared me over a period of the 20 days with giving some directions. You should be just tuned to him 
and the entire strength of this universe comes from God. And once we derive that God, that stems from Him, everything we can face in this world, anything, believe it, everything means everything we have, we can face, we have God with us. Because the power of God is limitless, limitless. So it so happened after that. Again, how we test you, how we. Because I want to share this because people should know what Swami is all about, how Swami trains you, how Swami, to be with Him is a lesson, to be with Him is a greatest, greatest blessing. Then it so happened that day we took Him, the mortal remains of my father was taken to the house. A lot of people, because He was loved by everybody there, thousands of people thronged and it's a big. Uh, He's been, he's, he's, you know, like he has seen Puttaparthi from, they have grown together, he's like a talaiva of Puttaparthi. So, thousands of people wailing, crying, all that. And it so happened. I have to take him for the final rites. So, I went back to Swami's residence at 2.30 last morning. Just to take, because as much as my father, it is his brother also. So, I went to take... Uh, just leave and tell him this is what it is and we are going for um, cremation. So as I entered with uh, I was also very very disturbed. Very disturbed. And you know how Swami uh, handles, I just want to, it's so personal but I want to share this because to be with God itself is a great blessing and to learn and to have share life with Him. To know Him itself is it's a, it's a great blessing, but to be traveling with him, to work for him, to be part of his mission, is is not earned in one birth. It's, it must be coming from several births. It's a very turned in many, many, many births. So I went and sat there. Surprising, he is more uh, uh, sort of in grief than I do. So I, I said, my God, what's happening? Because he didn't want me to feel very, very, he wanted to divert my attention. Now, what is the way? He shows more grief than I do. So, now I end up saying, no, Swami, it's okay, all that is, now it's a counter, it is. I said, no problem, Swami, it's, everything is okay, I'm taking care. And then he just sits there, he said, okay, where is the last rites of Pahami, you know, how is the mother, all that he exchanged. Why I am saying all this is, he can be very, very human-like, but you never should ever forget that he is God himself. Because his acts are very, very normal. Because he has to act normal so that we, we feel akin to him, we feel close to him. If he acts every time like God, let me tell you, none of us can go near him. None of us. Because we do so many things, we have some thoughts, we have some words, we say something. We are not that pure. When we go and sit and if he says everything, hey, what you did, what why are you thinking in the morning, you will be afraid of him than love him. So he acts as if he is normal, everything he shares normally, he is like part of That's how this mission, he started with Manasa Bhajare, beautifully said. At the age of 14, he sang with some four or five people. How is it it is spreading to the world? How? 
a small hamlet beyond civilization a person comes out from a or ordinary family and says manasabajare guruchanam and i am come for the reading the humanity and he makes it happen he he goes to so many times it is baffling how a person can do it unless he is god himself unless he is god himself the light is like that when sun rises it it is sun rays penetrates everybody whether it is in kuching it is penang or it is kuala lumpur it makes no difference it reaches every every bit of it it can go to singapore indonesia anywhere sun rises the light is automatically spreads entire engulfs entire globe it is like that when avatar comes there is no need for him to that light itself will will shine forth and engulf entire humanity that is what swami is all about that is what swami is so wonderful master we have so wonderful because life is one way traffic let me tell you once we are taken birth till the last breath it's a one way traffic you have no way to come back you are only traveling one way there's no so that's why some fill up your heart with love don't hurt anybody don't say anything bad thing about it don't criticize everybody because you don't have time to come back and correct it you cannot repair that what you have damaged now you cannot repair which is done that's it period you cannot come back even again you are coming back to say sorry don't think it. that is a different moment in your life you are spending your expanding your life your time is fixed please 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 fill up that's why swami has come fill up your heart with complete love only swami's love only that will take us to the path of that will take us to the goal of swami nothing else he doesn't expect anything from us because he is the giver he is the sakala data sarva data he is the one who gives everybody everything it looks like we are earning we are doing that we are doing we have got a big corporations we have got we are the donors we are constructing yeah it looks like that but it is not so in the end of the moment everybody leaves and goes it is not pessimistic way of looking at things we are supposed to do things what we require but in this is very strictly one way traffic don't hurt anybody don't cause any accidents either physical mental emotional psychological spiritual don't cause any accidents because you don't come back to repair it you cannot because all these things will remain in the spiritual consciousness of every human being what you say is recorded whatever we think is recorded recorded in the divine consciousness we may say we may say pala we may think very bad for others in our nobody is listening we can think no how your prayer is heard even the wrong things also are heard if your prayer can be heard inside everything else also can be heard from what you are thinking what you are plotting what you are scheming what you are saying what you are criticizing no everything is heard by him so for who said we should do this we should all question all brothers and sisters we should pose this question to each one of us for whose sake we should follow the teachings of bhagwan please answer each one of us for our sake whose sake is we have to do this for whose sake it is for our own sake we have to follow this for our own sake we have to tread this path of truth tread this path of love tread path of this righteousness not for swami Swami, we don't. We have nothing we can give to Swami because He is the giver. It is not He doesn't come to take anything. He doesn't. There is nothing in even life. Swami has beautifully told us so many stories. 
people will say when there is a difficult time so oh why god you are giving me so much difficulty difficulty is also not given by god difficulties are given or come to our lives only by our own actions our own whatever we have done we have to work it out once so some beautifully told one story in uh, krishna's life all these gopikas the devotees of krishna used to go to yamuna river to fetch water so they take water and krishna also walks behind them and he goes to the yamuna river and when they put the pot into the river and fill the pot with water it becomes heavy then they ask krishna please help us to put it on the top of our head because they used to carry the pots on the head and when they are asking krishna please come and help he won't look at them he won't he he, he behaves as if he has not heard them he looks other way this way that way but he doesn't listen to them but then they help each other they take the pot heavy pots and they carry go home when krishna again follows them and when they are putting it down he runs and again he pushed down go because they were watching him doing this one day they all caught him and said what the hell is going and what are you doing when we want this heavy pot to be poured you are you are behaving as if you have not heard us but when the easier part of keeping you putting it down you are running and we are not asking you are on your own you are coming and asking and doing this work who asked you to do this why are you doing this then you know what krishna said he said my dear gopikas how can i ever put a burden on your head i don't like to give the heavy parts on your head i don't like it i don't like to burden you with all this but i am ever eager to unburden you to take out your part and keep it down i am always running for that so god is always never wants to burden people will say are i was there in sai samiti for 15 years but never got no problem right the problem is we are we have certain sanjita karmas which we work it out for god he doesn't need to put he doesn't want to ever put he wants to see you happy he wants to see because he wants to be all of us to be like him always smiling always full of joy and one more thing i want to before i any words time now 1130 i have exceeded i think little bit okay before uh, it's a joy with swami in our lives is a celebration don't ever leave him don't ever hold him tight hold him very close to our hearts you will see how wonderfully he will guide each each one of us because my personal experience is surrender to him and you see life unfolds itself don't try that and this it is it is just better left to him he will be let, let swami be head of your family Let Swami make Swami head of your family. Let him guide us. Let him, let him, let him be for whatever, good or bad. You share the joy as well as the sorrow with him. Don't share only everything. That's why Kabir said, if in the times of sorrow we remember him, in times of happiness we don't. And those who remember him in times of happiness, why ever sorrow comes on them? That is what Kabir said. So we share everything with him. Be it. joy be it little sorrow be it loss be it profit be it anything just share with him be with him and see how life is so enjoyable it becomes how wonderful it is how full of meaning 
So we have more sessions, I think, here. We will keep talking, but uh, I hope these wonderful sessions, these satsangs, these lovely meetings, which happen, should give more and more of Swami to each one of us. We should be able to carry him. Satsang is very important when we remind ourselves of, every time we remind ourselves of the holy name of Swami, the divine presence of Swami, because for me, miracle itself, miracle means I see this many people in Malaysia here, that's a miracle for me. When I come from Puttaparthi, I don't need to be shown anything else as a miracle. For me, miracle is when I see all of you, that is a miracle because Swami is in each one of you. For me, darshan is when seeing you, that is my darshan. That is Swami's miracle. That is Swami's experience for us. Because we are from very different backgrounds, different different uh, places, different uh, thinkings, different upbringings, different, everything different about us, except one thing, Swami. So let us keep that Swami very firmly with us and may Swami bless you all the time in a very possible way so that our life becomes more and more blissful. Thank you very much. Sai Ram.